Welcome to the FBA Profit Show with your hosts Subi and Leland. Did you know Amazon was almost named Kadabra as an abracadabra just like what magician says before pulling a rabbit out of a hat? Welcome to FBA Profits. I'm Leland. I'm Zuby. I'm so glad I remembered my name in that moment. That was really good. <laughs> We're back. We appreciate your uh, patronage and uh, you listening to us. There's lots of options out there, so we're glad that you're here. Um, we're here to talk about fulfillment by Amazon. And specifically today, we're talking about something that Zuby and I produce uh, as part of the coaching and also as sort of a standalone uh, product. And it's a quote unquote leads list. So we're going to kind of do a deep dive. So if you're subscribed to us, great. Um, and, and, and I mean by the list. Uh, you're going to get some more insight into what you're looking at uh, pretty much every day when, when they're sent to you. And if you haven't, you're going to hear about something that is pretty exciting. It's something that I really enjoy uh, building. But then also when I when you introduced me to this uh, Zuby, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. So shall we kick off our uh, our leads list discussion? Absolutely, but before we do, you did you, your your use of the word patronage brought up a brought up a memory. So, uh, as you know, I spoke no English when I first came to the states, and uh, I remember as I was learning uh, English, um, I was with some friends at a mall, and we walked outside, and uh, I saw the sign, "Thank you for patronage," and I asked my uh, my cousin at the time, my cousin, uh, "So, what what does this patronage mean?" And to this day, he still gives me crap for it patronage thank you for your patronage sounds very french yeah as if i'm (laughs) french (laughs) so that 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 has become one of those words that uh has stuck in my head for uh, forever that's hilarious i I like the word anyway so yes today we're going to be talking about the lists and we're going to use our list as as a main example that the leads list that we create but um i do want to talk in general about other leads lists because ours isn't the only leads list out there there's what? There are, you're kidding no there, there, there are a couple of others that are trying to be as good as us probably um but you know th- th- there are certain um certain general things that as as leads list users uh we need to understand um because although these lists go through um the majority of these lists go through a pretty detailed scrutiny, um, either um, just through software or software and human touch, um, it still doesn't mean that you can just go ahead and open up a leads list, uh, click the link uh, to the source, and then just buy that uh, product. It's important to understand that uh, you have to do your own research as a subscriber to a leads list uh, to ensure that whatever product that you want to purchase, from that list actually meets your business uh, strategy requirements. Um, and, and not just the requirements, you, you want to make sure that you do your research that that ASIN is open to you and you can sell it. One of the worst things you can do is uh, find a really good profitable product, you know, do a little bit of research on it, see that it does have good hist- historical sales at that price and it's profitable for you. And you go ahead and, you know, order 50 of them or 30 of them uh, from wherever and they come to you and you go to list them. And it says you're restricted. And when you go to try to get unrestricted from it, uh, it says, nope, you need to have uh, you know, invoices from the manufacturer, which you cannot get because you don't have a relationship with the manu- manu- manufacturer. So now you're stuck. You know, if, if returning, you have to return those products. Um, and a lot of your in- uh, capital is now tied up in a, you know, for 
weeks or months um, on, on the product that you can't resell. So it's important to understand that just because you are getting a leads list doesn't mean that you can purchase every single lead that's in that list. And time, well, just a step back really quickly here. When we're talking leads, we're not talking about the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross leads. We're talking about products that you could potentially purchase and then put it as part wow. of your, you know, seller central account, you, your FBA, right? You yeah. just aged yourself there, buddy. <laughs> no, come on. Everybody knows Glenn Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross. Gary, on, Glenn buddy. Ross. That's like at the edge of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, youngster. Appreciate you pointing that one out. But yeah, the you, point you remains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am of an age. I can't change that. that yeah, I'm not, not going to pretend far. by wearing a toupee like some other people. <laughs> You need a toupee these days? Yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you and your in your in your uh, motorcycle helmet look great. Oh wow, we're just going deep now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can just wear that all the time. We're not talking about my looks or my age in this <laughs> podcast. We're talking about leads, which well, apparently we are now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's dig into our leads. Yeah, so um, let's start with the ASIN that you just mentioned for those who are unknowing uh, about even what an ASIN is, because that's, that's sort of the cornerstone of being able to find your product, right? Yes, so ASIN, um, which is also part of our company name, Pro ASINs. Uh, ASIN is an acronym, uh, A-S-I-N, that stands for Amazon's, uh, oh, specific, uh, hold on a second, man. Now you have to edit this part. You're aging yourself with your lack of I know, right? quick memory. I, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just, uh, I, I just had it, and then I started talking, and I was like, age, Zuby. <laughs> it's the uh, Amazon Standard Identification Number, uh, ASIN. Yes, Amazon Standard Identification Number. Uh, it's basically, most people know what UPCs are. Uh, it's basically an Amazon UPC. It's how Amazon identifies uh, it, the products that uh, you sell on their platform. Um, it's Every single product has to have an ASIN. Uh, if it's listed on Amazon's uh, pay, uh website, then it has an ASIN. Uh, and the ASIN always starts with B0. Um, so you'll see it on the um, on the search bar um, uh, when, you, when you're on that product page. Uh, it says amazon.com. And somewhere in the middle will be like a um, 11 or 12 digit number that starts with B0. It's like B07R4Z and whatever. Um, so that's, that's the ASIN. It's how Amazon uh, identifies any specific product. And each, it's important to note that each product, if it has different variations, if it has different sizes, if it, it's a parent-child relationship uh, for that product, each one of those variations has its own ASIN. Um, so when, you know, just because uh, it's, a, it's a Nike shoe, um, every single size that it has, every single color that it has, has a different ASIN for it. So it's ASIN is is the one of the most important things to understand about Amazon because it's without without a full uh, understanding of that terminology, uh, you you could make some serious mistakes in your uh, sourcing. Yeah, you don't want to just go with the name. I've even seen on some of these lists, it'll be the same product. You know, that there's we'll have a product name, whatever that might be, some you know a, a sound bar or a waterproof case or something. Same manufacturer, same case, two ASINs. 
and just looking at it, you wouldn't know why is that, you know, it could be the color, it could be the size, it could be something else. So it's almost like every single uh, product within the catalog gets its own identifier. Yes. And, and it's also important to note that sometimes the exact same product has multiple laces because Amazon allows third-party sellers to create different pay, the, uh, product pages for a product. So if somebody has a product that they want to sell but uh, and that product already has an ASIN on a product page, if they're unscrupulous and they want to go ahead and try to bypass Amazon's rules, they will go ahead and just add it as a new product, uh, mm -hmm. maybe change something on the title um, and create a brand new ASIN for it. So there are times when you will, you know, if you're scanning uh, UPC codes, you will see that that same UPC code brings up three different, five different products that are pretty much exactly the same products. Some of them might be a two-pack. Um, but there could be two or three of the exact same product under different ASINs. And that's simply because uh, sellers, third-party sellers, have gone and, and created a new product page because they wanted to be by themselves. They didn't, the, the other page was too, um, uh, there was too many sellers on there, the price was too low or, or whatnot. So uh, it's against Amazon's terms of service to do that. Uh, we would never uh, recommend doing that, but you will run into them. So it's good to understand why you see those. Mm -hmm. And then as part of our list, um, what we provide um, for our subscribers is uh, it's a spreadsheet. Um, and you will see that there's a column that lists out all the ASINs um, that we, that are, that is part of our leads list. Uh, what the source, which website or which company uh, we are sourcing from, uh, there will be a direct link to that uh, product page on that website. So if it's a Walmart uh, product, then the link, you can click it and will take you to Walmart and specifically to that product page. Um, we do mention what the product name is um, and then um, the buy box price that you can, that, that the product is currently selling on, uh, an average, what the average sell price has been on that, um, on that product. Um, what we can buy the product for, what the ROI is, what your margins are, what your profit is, you know, what this um, bestseller rank is on it, and what category it is. Um, and the, the, the main parts that are important to understand is there's going to be a lot of data that you get and a lot of information that you get for each one of these. Um, you want to make sure when you're going through a leads list, you want to always make sure that first and foremost, you click on the link, go to the website, and make sure that it's not out of stock. Um, all leads lists have the, the, a number of subscribers. We cap ours, each one of our lists is capped at 30. Most lead, leads lists that are out there are capped at 50, some to at 75, some don't have a cap. Uh, so there's multiple people receiving the exact same leads list. It's important to, as soon as you get it, go ahead and the, the faster you can research that list and the faster you can place orders for those products, the bigger your chances are of being able to uh, find those products in stock at the source uh, company. Uh, but it's important to go ahead and double check to make sure, click on that link first and foremost to make sure that the product is still in stock. If it's not, some companies or some websites do allow you to you know, put your email address in and get notified when it comes back in stock. If it's a good product, we are always recommend to do uh, doing that. Um, if they don't have that, if it's out of stock or discontinued, um, then you just, you know, you don't waste too much time on all the other steps that are necessary to research that product. Just move on to the next step.
Agreed. I, I would also say even before you start clicking on the product links, the source links, is to um, try to set a habit or a routine for yourself in how you process the data that's on there. Um, so if you, uh, and it might take some time and some practice in doing it, but you'll want to target certain, you know, items. So your amount of cash on hand to be able to, or the capital, we were just talking about that recently, the capital that you have may drive, you know, what you're looking at. So sometimes what we have on there and we have some restrictions on, we're not showing everything. So there's real big ticket items that are available that would be, you know, immensely, uh, profitable, but you know, to buy one could be thousands of dollars. So there's a cap. And so some of them are 50, 75, whatever. But when you're talking about buying, you know, 15 of those and 10 of these others. So you want to start thinking about what am I looking at uh, today, right? And what kind of return do I want to get? You're going to see the ROI there. You're going to see also the net margin as a percentage. You'll want to start calling that list also to see if it fits certain criteria for yourself. You'll know that situation. Um, and then what, uh, just one other thing you were mentioned about, you know, clicking the, the link is just real quickly double checking that data because things do change. Um, mm -hmm. It's not to say that uh, there's a lot of risk in, let's say, the buy box changing drastically. But over time, that buy box can go down on something if somebody's decided to dump a bunch of that product as a, as a seller and there's some competition and they're doing it to just, you know, get rid of their inventory. So you just want to be aware of that. And as, you know, as coaches for this, that's not always a bad situation because if they have a small amount of inventory, um, they might blow through it and then the prices go back up and you'll be fine by the time all of your inventory comes in and gets ready to go. So there's some nuances to the list, but I think more than anything, having a, a set routine that you do with this list, even before you start clicking links um, to call it down. Uh, you know, there's different lists that we have. Some are restricted to just numbers like five years, five. Great. Click on all five. It's really easy, at least still for an old guy like me to remember five things at one time, sort of, but uh, it's in a spreadsheet. But what, on our longer sort of unrestricted list, like here's a bunch of great deals and they're not capped to anything specifically. Um, you'll probably want to start, narrowing and that can be by your category that you're allowed to participate in at that point it could be by the the whole dollars um those types of things but having a pr regular routine for how you deal with the list will help streamline it and, and make your time uh used uh, more wisely absolutely and I, I i really like your point about uh the prices changing because um they they, they could change uh you know prices on amazon change uh, every minute, um, you know, as soon as Amazon gets uh, the inventory of a seller in their warehouse, that seller goes live um, on Amazon's uh, on on the product page. So we don't know how many sellers have sent in any of these products that are on this list that you're researching. Um, it's always a good idea to double check not only what the buy box price is currently or what the current lowest FBA price is, uh, but also is the source by cost the same still? Has it changed? Sometimes we have um, on the list uh, prices that are for a sale that the sale might end a day, you know, that the day you get the product, the, the list, or the day you're researching it. Maybe you waited a day to research the the list, um, and and now the sale has ended. So it's important to double check to make sure that the numbers that you are uh, that 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 are on the leads list are the same as the ones that you're looking because 
if they've changed and you can see that, hey, the buy box price has dropped because Amazon has come back on that on that product. And when Amazon's on it, they usually stay on it for months on end. Then you don't want to buy that product. You wait until Amazon gets off and then you get it. Um, but um, if it's just somebody like Leland, you're saying, you know, if it's just a small seller and they only have, you know, five items that they're trying to liquidate and then it goes right back up to that higher buy box price, then yes, it definitely behooves you to purchase that product and, and ship it in. So let me ask you, uh, so we have at least on our list, we're, we're showing a couple of different numbers as it relates to the sell price on Amazon. One's 30-day sort of rolling average and the other one is the buy box. Some of those are kind of squiffy because it's a weird number just because I don't think they have 30 days worth of data on that mm -hmm. specific listing. But for those that are two whole numbers next to each other, um, can you gauge sort of trends that are happening with that pricing or is that even worth looking at? I, I, you know, the the thirty day average uh, price is it's a more advanced uh, way of uh, of uh, selecting or, or researching the the product. Um, I think for what are this conversations about um, the the buy box price is what we're most concentrating on, mm -hmm. and then um, you know as part of our training program, we do teach our students how to research historical sales of that product before purchasing it. Uh, one of the tools we use is Keepa. Um, it's, they both have a free and a paid subscription, but that software does show you or does tell you what price that product has been selling for over the past 30 days, 90 days, year, or the life of it uh, mm -hmm. since it was listed on Amazon. Um, I personally use that data a lot more than the 30-day average. The 30-day average that we have on our list um, is it's a it's a unique number that we decided to put on on here. Most lists don't have a 30-day average uh, selling price that they show. We show it because if there is a significant difference between the current buy box and the 30-day buy box, then it should raise uh, a flag for you to then go and do a little bit more in-depth research about that product. So if the current buy box is at $15 and the 30-day buy box uh, average um, has been $3.99. Well, there's a huge discrepancy there. You need to make sure you go and double check it. But you know, if, if, the, if the current Amazon buy box is $49 and the average 30-day sale price is $52, you're perfectly fine. There's no, you don't need to be too worried about it because for at least 30 days, it's been selling at around that price. Um, it's also important to note if the average 30 days sell price is, is higher than the current buy box or lower than the current buy box. Um, so the, the, it's, it's a little bit more advanced way of analyzing the data. Um, and we have we have it in there because we do have um, subscribers to our list mm -hmm. that are more advanced and and in their business uh, model. Uh, but for our uh, students or people who are just starting out, uh, it's just you know to keep it simple, just concentrate on the buy box uh, column and the current buy cost column. Absolutely. Yep. And then um, to your point about you know having some kind of routine of of um, uh, sort of you know, dissecting these or, or making sure that they meet your criteria. Um, each one of these columns is uh, is filterable, sortable. Um, and for me, what I would, what I like to do, and, and what I recommend uh, to anyone uh, listening or to anyone using these lists to do is filter it by the BSR column, uh, which is the best seller rank column. Um, for those that 
maybe not understand BSR, um, it, it's basically the lower the number, the higher the sales. Uh, so a, a bestseller rank of one means that that's the number one selling product on that category. And so you want to filter it from lowest to highest because if you can find the you know enough products to satisfy your current investment capital uh, for that day or that week or whatever it is that you're looking for, um, you want to you want to buy as many of the fastest moving products as you can, as opposed to the ones that are not as fast. We we try to our our lists are usually or um, always the top three percent um, of their category, but that could mean uh, sometimes you know that that could be seventy thousand BSR as opposed to sixteen thousand BSR, as opposed to seventeen hundred BSR, as opposed to two hundred BSR. So. If you filter it from the lowest to the highest, now you have uh, an indication of the best moving, the fastest moving products on top of that list. So you can start researching that because when you're first starting out, the number one and number two uh, most important things uh, are right next to each other. And that's how much profit you can make and how quickly you can sell that product. Mm -hmm. So... If the BSR is low, that means that as soon as your product hits, if it if it's at a profitable, uh, if it the buy box price has not dropped significantly, and you're still profitable to sell it as the lowest or to get the buy box price on that price, you are then able to sell it right away. It's gonna you, it's gonna you're gonna sell out of all your inventory, and then you can just you're gonna get that cash back, and you can continue that uh, that rotation and continue building your, your business through that type of a, uh, of, of a cycle. Um, so yes, it's, it's important to, to filter it out. Um, BSR is what I personally do uh, on, on anything that I, I uh, research. Um, net margin or ROI are the, the other uh, numbers that I'd like to have as high as possible. Um, and for the ROI section, if you are filtering it based on ROI. Um, and the higher the ROI is, um, the, the more I am willing to wait on selling it. Um, mm. So what that means is if, if I see a product that has uh, a 200% ROI or a 300% ROI, um, and it has a 70,000 BSR or 120,000 BSR, well, that tells me that it's not nearly as fast moving as a product that has, you know, 1,700 BSR. Uh, but because it's a high ROI, 200% versus maybe uh, 40% uh, or, you know, 50%, I'm willing to wait longer to get that um, because the profit margins are so much higher. And 70,000 is still a very good BSR. Anything under 100,000 is usually an amazing BSR. Um, so, if you are going to uh, re research it based on ROI, then you want to you wanna make sure that if it is a high ROI, you're okay with higher BSR. But what you don't want is mediocre or low ROI, you know, say 30% ROI or 20% ROI, and it's a high BSR. Those are the ones that you can eliminate right away. And if you're working off of leads lists and... Uh, your time is limited. Uh, being able to eliminate those type of um, products really makes you more efficient in your purchasing criteria. Agreed. So just part of the the routine. And if anybody has any questions, you know, reach out on the contact us page. Or if you're currently one of the 
students, you know, come talk to us, we can get into the nuances of the difference between a 70,000 BSR and a 50,000 versus a 5,000 and all of that kind of good stuff. But uh, well said. Any other items on the leads list? Maybe anything that you should be weary of if you're using ours or more specifically another leads list that's out there? Um, I, I don't want to get specific on any other leads list. There are some good ones and there are some really bad ones out there that um, I have used in the past. Um, but the, the, the main thing is to fully understand that uh, when you're getting a leads list, uh, understand that it is, it's not a buy list, it's a leads list. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean you just automatically go and buy those products. It does require some level of research um, into the product to make sure that one, it meets your business objectives. Two, it, you're not restricted on it. Um, and three, that nothing has changed since that list was created as far as the buy box price or the, or the buy cost price. Um, and, and at the same time, it's important to, to understand that when you are using a leads list, although uh, you're getting them daily or weekly or monthly, depending on where your subscription is, uh, those leads don't, you know, they, they do expire quickly, especially if they're on sale or uh, if the, the product is on sale and that's how it got to that leads list. But that doesn't necessarily mean you can just forget about it. It's it's very good practice to the ones that are really good uh, products, uh, but maybe they're out of stock or maybe right now, uh, you know, a seller has come on there that has really dropped the buy box price. Make sure you have a system in place to keep those ones on a separate spreadsheet um, and check them regularly. Maybe once a week, set aside a couple of hours uh, to go through all the leads that you considered good leads but not good enough to purchase at that on at the time that you were researching. Or maybe they were really good leads but you ran out of capital to purchase them. Um, our leads specifically, uh, there there are not nearly as many sale. Uh, items on there as a lot of the other lists that I've seen, um, but you know, they they do have them. So it's important to make sure that you don't just you know you you finish with today's leads list and then you delete it um, because there are some good things that that you can go back to and purchase additional of over over the next coming weeks or months. So uh, it's a good practice to identify those ones that you like, but for whatever reason you didn't purchase today. Keep them on a separate spreadsheet and every week, every other week, once a month, whatever your timeline is, when you have the capital and you're looking for additional inventory, go back through that list and see if any of them are still good or, you know, they're back in stock or Amazon's off of them, off of the listing. And now you can, they're profitable products for you. Good. What yeah. else? Uh, that's it for now. I for think. now, as always. Yep. Well, we appreciate you listening and joining us today. Uh, if you check out the next podcast, it's kind of touching on this, which is how to use uh, Pro ASINs, the, the training that we provide. This is one small piece. You can just tap into this and it's available at ProAsins.com. Um, sign up, provide us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. Visit ProAsins.com for more information like our Facebook group, Twitter, and direct contact.